0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I am Keith Pazel. As always, uh, we're here for a little bit of a halfy half episode here. Uh, I dropped uh, the new episode on Sunday, and uh, we didn't cover any villa or soccer shit. I had recorded it before the weekend of games finished, so I figure, you know. Why not fucking do a little half episode, do a little bullshitting over the Aston Villa highlights. Uh, They played Manchester United. Uh, A lot of good shit happened this weekend. We're going to talk Premier League, uh, competitive Bundesliga, uh, all kinds of shit. I'm going to get into the hair power rankings. Uh, We'll look up how each of those players did. We'll have some fun uh, and some laughs along the way, hopefully. Uh, let's crack into this. I'm watching the highlights, by the way. If you want to watch along with me, I am watching the match day highlights from the NBC Sports Network YouTube channel. So if you want to go to that with me, um, you click on the Manchester United versus Aston Villa uh, highlights. It's 15 minutes long. And I am right now, I am nine seconds into the highlight. I have it on pause right over the lineup for Manchester United. Um, Yeah, let's crack into it. I am hitting play right now. Well, I'm not hitting play yet. Uh, I want to get through the lineup before it changes. So we got uh, David De Gea in goal. Uh, Very daunting. He's the best goalkeeper in the world. Uh, And he's he's got pretty solid hair. He didn't make the hair power rankings because it's not crazy. The hair power rankings obviously is crazy hair. He more has like... It's the type of hair that, like, that a guy who would sell you ecstasy, but then also fuck your girlfriend after prom. Like, that kind of helmety slick-back, like, doesn't-smile-in-pictures type of bullshit. Uh, but he's the best goaltender in the world, uh, so that's not... Uh, encouraging right off the bat you have Juan Bisaka on the right uh, Victor Lindelof and Harry Maguire in the middle of the defense Uh, some dickface by the last name of Williams he's number 53 which means he's youth uh, which I actually like that Solskjaer does he plays a lot of youth players but I feel like that also invites the criticism uh, that gets laid upon him and rightfully so so now I've hit play Um, We are 10, 11, 12 seconds in. Fred in midfield. uh, And then you have uh, Perea, Daniel James, Mata, and Rashford as your attacking mids. You have Anthony Martial as a striker. Uh, Good team. I mean, at Manchester United quality, it's, I guess, not the best team. They're not having the best season, but they're still considered a top six side. So going into it, I was confident that they could at least draw. Uh, which they ended up doing. Uh, So I really wasn't too concerned about losing this game, but these are the games that we've had trouble with in the past where you take a lead against uh, a team like Tottenham or Manchester United or Arsenal, and uh, I've paused it again, by the way, at 55 seconds just so I could freeze it up on Villa's lineup here. Uh, But yeah, it's one of those games where it's winnable, but it's not winnable. Like you're only expecting to win it based on the quality of the season so far. But if you would have asked me at the beginning of the year if I think we can get a point against Manchester United, I would have been like, "Fuck no. Uh, so Villa had Heaton and Net. It's basically unchanged from Newcastle, uh, Gilbert on the right, uh, Kanza and Mings in the middle uh maddie target on the left and then in your midfielder you have john mcginn on the right you have david uh douglas louise i keep wanting to call him david uh douglas louise they still have the picture of him with badass dreads which he's growing it back i think he listened louise had cut his hair very disappointing took away the dreads i don't know if he got fucking whatever something happened to him he got a DUI or something. He's got a court date. He needs to fucking clean this shit up. I get it. But he's throwing the die back in it. So it was like blonde, like leopard spot blonde in some spots. And he's getting that back. So hopefully the cornrows come back too. And we could pop him back on his rightful place in the hair power rankings. Uh, Connor Horahan on the left. And then you got your attacking front. You have Ghazi as your attacking right. Grealish wearing the fucking armband. As the attacking left. And then you have Wesley up the middle. Um, and he did nothing all game. Uh, substitutions. Lansbury. Nakamba. Trezeguet. Engels. Kaja. El Mahamity. I like this situation. I didn't like it at the jump. When I first saw this lineup, I was like, why the fuck would you not have Nakamba or Trezeguet in your starting lineup? They're probably one of our most pacey players. Uh, perfect. Trezeguet's great on the wing. Nakamba is just a fucking very much on getting close to being like what Ngolo Conte was for Leicester. Like this fucking out of nowhere, who the fuck is this guy? Took to the Premier League like a duck to water. And he had a racist chant about him almost immediately, which is, you know, English people are only racist to people they love, if you ask them. Um so uh I was a little qu- I questioned a little bit them being on the bench but then I thought further and you know Aston Villa's thing is that they don't have the legs when they come out into the second half so you know algazi has been up cuz before Trezeguet was taking the place of Algazi Algazi was really playing poorly uh earlier on in the year uh, but he's scored a couple goals. He's playing well, so bit of a risk to start El Ghazi instead of Trezeguet. And as much as I love him, I think starting Horahain over fucking Nakamba, especially in uh, the situation against a team like United, initially I didn't trust it, but it ended up working out. I don't think Nakamba played, uh, but Trezeguet did, and it was nice to have that pace later on in the game because uh, – Manchester United really had more about them in the second half, but now I've hit play again. We're back at about a minute in, uh, and we'll go while the game's going. I'll also go into the rest of the week. You had a big match, uh, as far as I'm concerned. You had 2-2 Newcastle and Manchester City. This draw locked up officially, not officially, but you know Liverpool's eight clear now. They're getting onto about. Almost halfway done with the season. They're eight clear unless something drastic happens. I really don't see Manchester City making that much of a climb. Leicester's ahead of them right now. So they drew with Newcastle 2-2. Didn't love to see it because Newcastle is really fighting neck and neck with Villa right now. And uh, I would love, 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 love for Villa to finish above Newcastle uh but they both got a point. Good for Liverpool. Good for Newcastle. I mean, I got a buddy that's a Newcastle fan, so I don't have total total hate on them. Uh West Ham beat Chelsea one nothing. Big big upset. Doesn't really hurt Chelsea because they didn't really have that many expectations going into the season. So, I mean, you could be upset cuz West Ham is a poor team, but ultimately, I think Chelsea will be okay and end up getting a Champions League spot, or at the very least, a Europa League spot. Uh, Liverpool 2-1 over Brighton. Uh, They were up 2-0 fairly early, Uh, so that was a clean win. Three points, uh, added two to their lead, so they're eight clear now, like I mentioned. Pretty much much champions. Uh, Tottenham beat Bournemouth 3-2 Tottenham has been fucking rolling since they fired Mauricio Pochettino oh right here you had the Grealish goal so we're at about 11 minutes into the game uh, we've got about two minutes and 50 seconds into the highlights Grealish pots a fucking beautiful goal um, so you had El Ghazi on the assist he was bringing it up on the right side he kicks it across the box beautifully Gets it right to Grealish. Grealish puts it on his foot, runs up, and then kicks the ball right and puts it right top bin in the top right corner. Uh, it was a really an amazing shot. It's a goal you could watch all day. Uh, Grealish, and as far as I'm concerned, uh, I've been looking for a shot like this. Grealish has a few goals uh, on the season, but this is comparable to that fucking screamer he potted against Darby last year. In the championship, he had a fucking volley against Darby and their 4 nothing win that really kick-started that nine-game win streak they went on. Uh, this was comparable to that goal, if not better, because he bent it from the fucking side of the box and put it right into the corner. Just beautiful. They went up one nothing 12 minutes into the game. Really great. I was at a work meeting for my day job, and I looked on my phone and saw they were up one nothing, and did a real quick... Everybody's kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? But then, like most of these villa games, once they get up ahead, you're waiting for the inevitable fucking tie, and it's coming right here, uh, pretty soon. Uh, Rashford, I think, got one on them. Uh, but yeah, so Tottenham's uh, uh beat Bournemouth three two. Uh, they're up to fifth now, which I think kind of proves, you know, it looks good because they hired Mourinho and they've won two games in a row, but ultimately. I think it shows how not out of it they really were. Like, everybody talked about how awful they were. They were fucking 13th or something in the league. It really wasn't looking good, but they were really only two wins off the fucking pace. You know, as far as Europe spots, like, they're in fifth now. If You know, two weeks ago, if they were in fifth instead of 13th, Oh, and you had another offside goal. Oh, Trezeguet did come in in the twenty-eighth minute. See, this is what I missed. Did I miss when he got taken out? Did he get injured? Do I have to fucking change what I said? We'll figure that out later. Uh, but they could have gone up two nothing. Ah, that was offside though. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was offside. Um. So, yeah, but they're back up into the fifth, and I think that just shows if they would have stuck with Pochettino, they probably would have won these two games. I mean, I guess you could say that the one that the first Mourinho win uh, put a little life into the team. You know, I, it was probably a pretty down atmosphere. I don't think the players were switched off on Pochettino. It was definitely a board move. Uh, but I think if they would have just stuck with Pochettino, they'd be in the same place they are right now. I I think this shows that it was these two wins that they got under Mourinho. They weren't playing drastically different from how they were under uh, Pochettino. Probably a different formation, but who gives a fuck? Same players, same attitude. Some of them are probably even bummed that their fucking manager is gone. Here you go. You got Rashford's header tying it up just before half. Marcus Rashford's the shit, dude. He's young, dude, but I'm telling you, he's going to be a star for like Real Madrid or a Barcelona. Manchester United really slept on developing Rashford. I feel like they should have realized early on and developed around him. They've never had, since Ronaldo, I don't think they've really had a true goal scorer to wrap their fucking game around. I love Rashford. Uh, People say he's inconsistent and hasn't really hit his full potential and I would agree because he is so young but that guy's special I think you could have really had something with him and Lukaku as not 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 like a two striker up front but you know that could have been a pairing so he put one in but yeah Tottenham they're whatever they got Mourinho they're happy I guess Crystal Palace beat Burnley 2-0. Southampton beat Watford 2-1. That was a battle of the bads right there. Uh, Wolves 1-1 with Sheffield United. Sheffield United looking fucking good. Um, Norwich tied with Arsenal 2-2. That's other big news. Arsenal fired Unai Emery, I believe, on Thanksgiving, Uh, which I don't think it was Thanksgiving in England, but in my world it was fucking Thanksgiving. And from what I'm told, he... The meat we found out he was fired before he was. They announced that they sacked him and then he showed up to practice and they had to tell him, like, yeah, dog, you don't work here anymore. Which is a little bit of a ball buster. Leicester City 2 1 over Everton. It's probably reaching a pitch fever pitch right now for Everton. They're really poor in the table. Uh right now they're seventeenth, three off relegation. That's awful. I've been watching the Premier League for off and on for fucking fifteen years, hardcore for about seven. And boy, I don't think I've ever seen an Everton side this fucking shitty. Uh Marco Silva is on the hottest seat alive. Uh I he'll probably get fired fairly shortly. Um what else? Oh I fucking fucked up. Go back to match day 14. Yeah, and then you had 2-2 Villa-Manchester City, which we're at right now. Uh, I want to get into the Bundesliga. Kroosius loves the Bundesliga. Says it's the best league in the world, but I don't don't believe that. But this is the most competitive Bundesliga I've ever seen in my whole life. Bundesliga is one of those leagues like La Liga and fucking uh, the Dutch League... Where it's a two-team league. It's Barcelona in Spain. It, I mean, it's Barcelona and Real in Spain. Uh, and then in Germany, it's fucking Dortmund and Munich. And now because they got their fucking money feeding the club, Leipzig's up there. Uh, but Munich has been fucking struggling. They're four off the fucking top. You have uh, Mgladbach, Borussia Mgladbach, uh, which is a team... I know of, but I'm not really familiar with. They're at the top of the Bundesliga right now with 28 points. Now, I know at the end of the day, Bayern Munich is going to win the fucking title. There's no if ands, or buts about it. But mathematically, the top 10, eh, top 9, Frankfurt has 17 points. They're fucking 11 off the fucking pace. So, I'll give Wolfs- Wolfsburg to the top. are all in it, which is exciting. Um, and I'll give Bundesliga the edge on fan experience. You're allowed to get fucking hammered at the games, they set off flares, they fucking do that shit correct, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, and then fucking United potted one, uh sixty three minutes in. Two one. This is usually where as a villa fan you accept the inevitable they're not going to fucking win they went up one nothing early they couldn't hold the lead and now they're going to give it up uh and we're back down in the fucking relegation zone but they proved us wrong this time as we're about to see here in a few minutes i think 2 minutes later they fucking they equaled it dog Champions League happened, too. So much fucking soccer. Very sports-heavy week. Last episode of the podcast was all about college football. This one's all about soccer. Champions League happened. Thanksgiving football happened. College football happened. Premier League happened. Bundesliga happened. It was all fucking going on this week. Um, You had match day five in the group stages of uh, the Champions League. Now, this is where the group stages get boring. It's kind of... All settled in most of the groups right now. You know who's going through and you know who's not. Uh, Galatasaray and Club Bruges won one who gives a fuck. Uh, Real Madrid and PSG drew 2-2. This was actually a really good fucking game. A little more disappointing that Real Madrid uh, didn't win. Champions League is usually their fucking priority. You got my guy right here, Tyrone Mings, scoring his first Premier League goal. Big ups to Tyrone Mings. He's been a fucking wall in the middle, really, I think, has been the foundation of our defense, has saved us points on several fucking occasions where he's the only defender. Even when we got worked by Manchester City, he fucking took away a goal one-on-one. They beat the goalkeeper, and he ran from the fucking front of the box all the way to the net and deflected a goal. So good on Mingzi for getting his fucking first goal. Target flopped one up into the box, and he just got a volley right off the ground. David De Gea looked like fucking baffled you fucking ecstasy dealing jagoff how dare you fuck my girlfriend Tottenham beat Olympiacos uh another big win for the I believe Mourinho was in for this one. I don't know though. This could have been an interim manager. Uh Bayern Munich beat Red Star Belgrade 6 nothing. Red's poor Red Star Belgrade, dude. They're getting fucking twerked in this Champions League. Three points Olympiacos is worse with one uh Genk also has one, there are some really trash teams, That not trash, I mean they did well in their domestic league, but there are just bastards of the Champions League. Zenit, Genk, uh, Lille this year, um, Locomotive Moscow, like, these are the teams where it just, you feel bad for them. Cause, like, you get pumped that you made the Champions League. Almost like how when Leicester won the Premier League and everybody was like, they're going to get Champions League football for the first time ever. And it's like, yeah, but it's going to be bad Champions League football. They're not going to win much. The only exciting thing I feel like for these teams is finding out what their Champions League jersey looks like. Cause a lot of times they fucking go wild. Uh, so you had one-one Man City versus Shakhtar Donetsk, dude. These fucking all these soccer teams in Russia and all that shit, dude. Come on, man. These fucking names need to come with the pronunciation button so I can know what the fuck I'm doing. Atalanta, uh, Italy's finest, beat Dynamo Zagreb two nothing. Uh, Leverkusen beat Locomotive Moscow. U- uh, Juve beat Atletico Madrid 1-0. Uh, Liverpool tied with Napoli 1-1, but Liverpool's through, so it doesn't really fucking matter what they did. I think as for right now, they're focusing on the Premier League. I think they want to get as big of a... Uh, here, the clip just ended. Final uh, for the Villa-Manchester United game 2-2. Um, Aston Villa up to 15th in the league, separating themselves, at least in quality from the relegation zone. They might only be four or five points off actual relegation, but you could tell by the way they're playing, much like Crystal Palace last year, that they were in the bottom for most of the league, but then people were just like, they're too good to be relegated. They'll find form. Same way with Villa. Uh, Everybody was fucking creaming over Norwich and uh Norwich is about to get fucking bounced they're really looking bad it's mostly because of injury uh but then again they didn't really make any sightings everybody fucking was shitting on Villa for spending a hundred million dollars because they needed to fill out their side they had fucking nine players after they lost everybody they've released like 11 dudes after they got promoted so you had to spend that money just to field a fucking team and then everybody's creaming over Norwich because they fucking were thrifty in the fucking window and they have a quality enough team because they dominated the championship and they have fucking Pookie is going to score goals and he is. Um, but I don't know. I think people were just fucking creaming over fucking Norwich for no goddamn reason. Uh, Sheffield United, to me, is a surprise. I didn't see them up in the 5-6 area like they are right now but Chris Wilder is a good coach like Dean Smith so I'm not surprised that they're doing well uh and I think Villa lost themselves some points early on we should have beat Tottenham and we should have beat Arsenal and we should have drew with fucking Crystal Palace uh that's fucking seven points right there left off the whack so who knows where Villa could be if they had More, they need more fucking players. They should have spent more money in the offseason. Salzburg 4 1 over Genk, Barcelona 3 1 over Dortmund, Uh, Inter 3 1 over Slavia, Zenit 2 0 over Leone, Leipzig 2 2 Benfica, Valencia, Chelsea 2 2, Ajax 2 0 over Lille. Um, It's pretty much, you know. PSG and Real Madrid are pretty much through to the knockouts, although uh, Zidane's still on the hot seat even though they're probably going to win La Liga, but they don't give a fuck about that. That's how that's how much of a two-sided race La Liga is every year, that as a club, the fans don't give a shit that they win the league. It's all about Champions League for them, so if they don't get through uh, at least to the semifinal of the Champions League, I think Zidane will lose his job. And I think Poch is holding out for that. Everybody's talking about Pochettino going to Manchester United or Arsenal. I don't think he's going to go to the Premier League. I think he's proved himself in the Premier League. I don't think he has to fucking... He needs to move up. He needs to go to one of the top, top clubs. He won't go to Barcelona because Espanyol, who he played for, is one of their biggest rivals. He's got to go to Madrid. He's got to prove himself at that level win a Champions League and a domestic league with fucking Real Madrid and fucking whip out your dick and request that all of these haters suck that shit. Uh, So PSG and Real Madrid are through. I think PSG is a coiled snake ready to strike. They have so much fucking power about them. Uh, Three, four years in a row of getting fucking donked out of the Champions League uh, some would say unfairly in the case against Barcelona. They had fucking several bad calls go against them, and there was an epic amount of injury. I think there was eight minutes of stoppage time in that final game. They were they basically were like, look, we're going to give you ten minutes to come back, and boy, did Barcelona ever do that. Munich and Tottenham are through. Uh, Manchester United is through, but uh, Shakhtar and Dynamo Zagreb and Atalanta Group C is actually quite competitive for that second knockout stage spot. That's interesting to watch. Maybe I'll fucking check out those. Maybe I will watch these loser fucking teams after all. Uh, Group D, Juve and Atletico Madrid are through, 13 and 7 points each. Ah, well, Atletico and Leverkusen are pretty much fighting it out. That's exciting. Um, Liverpool is through. Napoli and Salzburg are fighting for that second knockout stage spot uh Barca pretty much through uh you have Dortmund and Inter going for that spot that would be dope if Inter got through if Lukaku could fucking put it to some of those English teams that didn't want to sign him if they could ooh if Inter puts it to Chelsea that would be so great not only did you sell fucking Lukaku when he was young but you could have bought him back when he left Everton and you didn't do it you let Manchester United scoop him up and misuse him grossly uh group g leipzig is not through group g is actually quite competitive uh leone zenit and leipzig are fucking in this shit so next game matters dog next game and goal difference matters that's exciting i'm looking for group g next next go round uh group h uh iox pretty much through and then you have Valencia and Chelsea going through to that age so Chelsea might even be fucking in the Europa League I actually would rather if I'm a Chelsea fan I would rather them go to the Europa League because I think they can win Europa League and that would be fucking exciting so that's Champions League Um, is there anything else no MLS news who gives a fuck about the Champions League or the championship leads in West Brom are at the top, it's pretty much going how you thought it was going to go. Uh, I think that's it. I think we covered it all. We've got about 30 minutes. Third Nice little 30-minute halfy for you. Uh, I hope you were you were informed. I hope it was funny. Well, I mean, it wasn't that funny, if I'm being quite honest with you. It's hard to be funny when I'm by myself. You know, there's nothing, nobody to bounce anything off of. I'm just sitting here amongst, I got an empty love seat in front of me. I got a leg on an empty bed. It's hard to do this without an audience. So I apologize if I wasn't the most hilarious person. Uh, But hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, you found out some shit about this. You know, I really do this podcast for people who are interested in soccer, but don't really aren't really hardcore about it because I feel like if you're, if you're super into soccer and you listen to this podcast, you are probably making fun of me because I'm very simple with my analysis. I don't have the fucking, the most deep cutty of opinions about soccer. So I'm really just trying to, my whole goal here is to introduce the game or familiarize people with the game who are interested in it, but don't really have the avenues to follow it. The games are on at four in the morning and six in the morning no but bo- no casual fan is going to wake up that early. So hopefully I'm entertaining you or informing you in any way. Or if my voice is just fucking background music. I don't know. I don't fucking know. My fucking Lou Hinkle impression. It's an L.A. comedy deep cut right there. Uh, but yeah, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, follow me on social medias. Follow Adam Crotius on social media. I think I want to... Uh, what I'll start doing is instead of... Uh, having to do these halfies unless something exciting happens then i'll fucking break away and give you a little halfie but i think i'll just reserve the first 15 or 20 minutes of every episode to just talk about soccer and get Crocius's opinion on stuff that would be interesting to give him my analysis and see his reaction to it uh but that's it uh see you next week bye